0: For more information on our product
1: line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com.
0: The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this Made in America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms. Fueled by joy. This is the Houndsman XP podcast. Good dog, get that Get that in here! The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. So how many days how many days a week can you spend on As much as I can, to be
2: honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm I'm out there.
0: Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I
2: tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs>
0: On this episode of the Houndsman XP Podcast, Josh sits down with Ryan Krausen. Ryan is a five-time Super Stake finalist, a two-time Super Stakes champion, a two-time World Hunt finalist, and a world champion. Folks, Ryan Krausen epitomizes extreme performance, especially when it comes to competition coon hunting. Now, I know a lot of you watched the crowdcast last month between Josh and I, and we debated competition coon dogs versus big game hunting dogs. But I feel like I need to clarify something here. Houndsman XP is about showcasing extreme performance in whatever you choose to do with your hounds. Josh and I are on the same page when it comes to selecting guests for this podcast. We want to be able to inspire every one of us to go out and strive for that highest level of achievement that we can, regardless of what we choose to hunt with these hounds. If you wanna chase mountain lions with your hounds, great, go do it, be the best you can be. If you wanna be a bear hunter, awesome. If you prefer beagles, if you prefer side hounds to chase jackrabbit, maybe you're using your hounds to chase sambar deer in the bush of Australia or leopards in South Africa. Perhaps terriers and groundwork is your game great get out there and get after it but don't forget that we all share a common thread there is a bond among dog men among hunters among houndsmen and that common thread is to be excellent to have excellent hounds to have excellent experience and to build excellent relationships between hound and man and with our fellow hunters this is ryan krausen's story and his quest for extreme performance The Old South dog box is rocking. Let's get the tailgate down. It's time to dump the box. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine is the most comprehensive magazine that represents your lifestyle as a houndsman. If you can hunt it with a hound, it is being covered in the pages of Southern Hound Hunting Magazine. You also get an in-depth look at the men and women who are engaged in this lifestyle, living it every day to the fullest. From the Rocky Mountains to the Southern Swamps and across the ocean with articles about our international houndsmen and what they're chasing across the pond. Go to southernhoundhunting.com, get your subscription for $15 a year. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine, promoting the Fair Chase experience.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh McHale here with the truth on the Houndsman XP podcast network. And today I'm lucky enough to be joined by my good friend, Ryan Croston. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Doing
1: great. Good to see you, man.
2: We got down to Oklahoma this evening. I'm on the road with joy and I've been selling dog food down in Texas and, and Ryan welcomed me to his home and his lovely wife. And we're sitting here at Ryan's table. And for those that don't know, uh, most folks, most of the listeners are gonna know uh, Ryan. I, I kind of got his resume when I sat down because I couldn't even remember how many super Superstakes you'd won. It was enough, <laughs> <laughs> well, and you had been in the finals of five. You said mm-hmm. you're a world champion. Yep. What else have you won? Won the truck with Hoochie Mama, and
1: yeah. I think in '09. I think's when that was. And yeah, I've had. I've been. I've been lucky. Had some. Good, I've had some good luck at the at
2: the hunts. That's for sure. Now, Ron, you've been. When did I meet you? Two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. Close to it. Yeah, and we were at Battle of the Breeds down at Ada, Ada, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I, I rode around with you guys on the cast, and we had a ball. Yep, that's right. <laughs> it was right. fun, yeah,
1: to say the least. <laughs> yeah, yep. you
2: and my brother have been really good friends since then, and, and me and you have been good friends since then. And I just appreciate you sitting down with me, first of all. Oh yeah. But first, Ron, tell me. Uh, most people don't know how'd you get started doing all this. When do you remember your first coon hunt ever? I do, and
1: uh it's. I grew up in a. I was born in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, down you know eastern Oklahoma, and that's where the old red fern grows. Mm-hmm. The, the book was wrote, and a movie, all that stuff. The
2: bosom of coon
1: hunting, yeah. <laughs> and there is a lot of a uh, lot of hunters and a lot of coon hunting history around there. I don't get down there that often you know it's a couple hours away and you know how we we moved up here when i was in first grade and Mm -hmm. uh but i used to i remember i used to cry uh i'd watch my cousins going hunting they had a bunch of dogs they lived in between Telequil and holbert uh brian craig and jerry craig and uh they'd go hunting my my grandma or they wouldn't let me go you know i was just too little i mean heck i'm probably four or five years old you know and uh I got into horses, uh, my grandfather he trained racing horses down at Selso. and but when we moved to little town community of Wewoka, I mean I had a I had a, a dire friend down the road man he had he had coon dogs and I just I couldn't wait and I begged i I finally about ten, I was about ten years old, I got to hunting with him and that spawned over I, I met a guy down there by the name of George Possum Porter you guys know him i do and that dude would come get me nine in we we about ke- i had a walker dog didn't know he had an ailment and we dang there killed that dog hunting him we, we hunted every night yep. and uh we used to squall coons out and rerun them we didn't have a, a an abundance of coon back then like we do now but man that that guy uh bless his heart he he spent a lot of time with me, you know, growing up. And, and so you'd hunting. squall
2: them coons out so you could have another track right yeah, there. We, we'd yeah, we'd rerun them. We
1: didn't think nothing about it. I yeah. mean, we hunted. I mean, competition hunting, I mean, I actually started out showing dogs, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, and I, and I really <laughs> I really loved it. And, uh, you know, I didn't have much luck in these hunts. I have probably hunted probably <laughs> 50 or 60 of them before I ever got close to winning, yeah. you know, just local UKC hunts, you know, club hunts and – and you know had a lot of fun though you know what was your first dog that you had that was just yours and nobody else's i had a uh my first dog well i I went through a few dogs but i had a i had a walker dog lipper there was a lot of lipper dogs in this country and i actually rode up to max with the guys and we bred they bred an old female and i and i had i had some pups out of some of that stock of dogs but i i had an old dog call, i called him sharp and that after old george sharp that was one of my first dogs i can remember having
2: you know well what is uh, it like it Was a pretty good dog
1: looking back the, be, the 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 best i remember he wasn't bad i mean yeah you know just a typical old trailing dog always they'd always be together in the back in them days you'd yeah. never see a dog off by itself you know much and and probably about i was probably about 15 or 16 and uh maybe a little uh, i got an old female that the the first real great dog i ever had was an old female named sneaker and i got second in the purina race i think in i graduated high school in 97 and that's i think in 98 i ran her all yeah. over the country there
2: was that lipper dog the first one you started putting in hunts no no the the first dogs i hunted in
1: hunts probably were I had an old female out of Wessels Wild, Casey, mm-hmm. and and that's the first dog that I ever won a cast with, too. Really? Yep. And I ended up selling her to a guy named Larry Schultz. And from then, you know, I, I met Jess Dickerson, and I'd, I'd hunt several dogs for him. I yeah. mean, Naylor dogs, and, and even old Skip, and T- Skipper, and yeah. Tipper, I mean, I hunted all them dogs. and. I mean i was pretty blessed with i, I got to find out at an early age what a what a top dominating you know type of dog was you know i got to see that
2: i've got jess scheduled to be on this podcast He'll and a good one. uh i was actually going down there last sunday and i was going to drive down to archie and, and go to jess jess's house and sit down with him just like i am you mm-hmm. and can you believe that i was a half hour from the house and jess called me and canceled. Can oh, you believe that I I, can, yeah. out of Jess Diggers? <laughs> I can believe it, yeah. But you mentioned old Tipper, and I'm going to talk to Jess about Tipper, too. That was the first wild, crazy coon dog I ever laid eyes on. Mm-hmm. And I was 21 years old, 20 years old, yeah. or something like that. And we hunted a lot of dogs that would hunt hard and, and, and do what they needed to do. But she was crazy. Mm-hmm. That dog had a freaking screw loose, right? Yeah. <laughs> i tell you, though, she was
1: but she had her coons. She was a dominant, yeah. dominant dog. Uh, probably if we would have had Garmins, and I guarantee if Jess could look back on that dog,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that dog, man, that dog probably should have won a world hunt.
2: Yeah. I mean, how many miles do you think that dog covered in there? her life? I mean, it was unreal the amount of ground she would travel. There's no telling. I remember
1: we used to wait until the conditions got really bad frosty yeah dogs weren't doing a lot and that's when we'd turn no tip loose because we knew that sucker would
2: go find a coon mm-hmm. somewhere and sound good doing it you know? yeah and who knows where she was going to be when never, she found it never know we would just go <laughs> yeah. you know yeah so you started hunting in some hunts and like you said you had 50 60 casts before you had any success oh, oh there's you, no telling. do you remember your first cast win
1: I do. I kind of do. Tell me. I, I, tell me about it. Well, I don't remember a lot of the details. I just remember that little little female uh, out of Wild Casey. I she was pretty wild, you know, type of dog, and and I remember I won a, a cast at a qualifying RQE, and uh, and I was just I was just on you know cloud nine, you know. Yeah. And then I ended up selling her, went to the zones, and I sold her when I was at the zones. Yeah. You know, I didn't even get through. I, I won another cast there, the, but I, did, I didn't have enough to get yeah. through. And back then, there was, you about had to win both both nights to get
2: through. It was tough back then, especially in UKC. Oh, yeah. That's where everybody was at yep. that time. Mm-hmm. What would you sell her for? How much?
1: I believe $3,500.
2: Pretty good chunk of change for a dog back then. It was. Yeah. and
1: And, you know, I pilfered around there and. Mess with some other dogs and stuff. I had another old dog called Gun before her. The one we about killed. He mm-hmm. was he was already a, a titled out dog. And Mister Buddy Gilbert down in Arkansas. He ended up buying that dog. That dog for me. That gun dog for me. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he was near as good as what Buddy And them thought he was. You know, I mean the dog the dog was decent, but he wasn't the caliber of dogs that they had at that time. You yeah. know, they had some pretty good dogs back
2: then. What'd you move on to after that? What dog? Well, yeah, I know because the way we do things, and we go through a lot of dogs. Oh, we I still have do. Too. I you have know? two in my life, buddy. but you've also went through. You find those dogs until you find a special one like D or something like that that we're going to talk about later, and dogs that you've kept quite a while too.
1: Well, I tell you, I've I've been blessed and lucky, whatever you want to call it. I've, I've thought back, I was thinking back the other day, you know, I raised, we bred and raised a, a litter of dogs off a of rat attack that mm-hmm. was just a, it was just a dominating litter. Which doctor was in that litter, yeah. which T. John, you know, got him going and, and sold him. And I had one named Death Wish. Yep. I sold her to Terry Walker and Ronnie Smith. Yep. They, they done a bunch of winning, won the super stakes with her. Yep. Brad had another one that uh, Kenny Mason ended up with, Hannah. That was a war, you know a war, probably yeah. the best one of the bunch, and yeah. she she got second I think in the UKC world, and, and won you know done a bunch of winning. But I are out of an old female named Witch, and that female had every time that, that we bred her, we'd, we we got great dogs, yeah. and and I hunted them dogs for years, and I really don't know why or how I got away from them, yeah, but. I mean, I did, and, and along M lines, I had the another female named Bebe Bay Bay that was out of Tequila Sunrise and high I, Uh I, I bought her, and we picked her. Me and my wife picked her up at the truck hunt. She was six and a half, seven weeks old. And that, mm-hmm. I knew that was going to be a special dog. She never, never got sick, never, never had an accident. Yeah. And we kept her. My wife kept her, in the, you know, in the casino, in the room, and then when we come home, and she made another world class type yeah. of dog. And I mean, I. I had three real good females. I had, and she I had Bay Bay. I had a female that Artie trout and him ended up buying named Fancy yep. that I think Fancy may have won the super stakes too, thinking yeah. back on that. And then I had a female one of my favorite dogs of all time. Uh I won Russ Myers hunt with her. Uh let's see here. I won it. I think I won it two nights. That was a the year they had a bad flood and we had that was yep. the first time it ever got split. Uh, we yep. ended up staying over and we couldn't hunt. But I ended up got her in the final six of the PKC World and I I was working a bunch and uh that was probably my furthest I'd ever made it out there to yep. And I came home and, and the next hunt I went to, I went to Iola to the pro pro showcase down there. Yep. And I ended up getting in a cast. Just one of them casts you'll have it. It was a bad bunch of bad deals happened to me, and I kind of got mad. And I ended up pricing that dog, and I'd already sold these other two. Well, I ended up quitting. I sold that dog for for quite a bit of money, yeah. and uh, I quit hunting there for about two months.
2: When a lot of people hunt, when they say, "Well, I quit hunting," and it's two or three years, and when you quit hunting, it's two months. <laughs> well, I, and I sold everything. I sold my dog box, my yeah. tracking system. You pulled a you pulled the Jeremy McKayla thing. I is did. What you're and, and, and
1: man, I I was I was working, and I'd come yeah. home, and my wife finally's like, "Hey, you, 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 I didn't, I don't have any other hobbies. Right. I, I don't deer hunt. I don't, I don't turkey hunt. I, I got into coyote calling there a little bit, and uh, got into squirrel hunting some too. I really enjoy yeah. that, but." There ain't a there ain't a lot of room for me to do what I do with, with doing anything else. Yeah. I, I allocate too much time to these dogs, probably as it no. is. But anyways, uh, back to that dog. I ended up selling her, and they ended up that bitch won quite a. She she was doing a bunch of winning still, yeah. and she got run over on the going to the PKC truck hunt that's going on tonight. Yeah. They let her out of the kennel instead of her going to the truck, she ran off, she ended up getting run over. Yeah. And I always thought that, that dog's that dog's held a I mean, I've I've held a lot of dogs to her standards. You yeah. know, I really like that dog. And a lot of people a lot of people never got to see that dog, really. Yeah. I mean a few a few guys probably remember, but I really I really miss that dog. I really liked her. And then Hoochie mama was a real close uh, carbon copy yeah. of that dog. Maybe Hoochie probably may be a little bit different style but they were similar styles you know Uh,
2: let's let's take a quick break here and we're going to get into styles and the different things about dogs you talked about hoochie mama was a different style so we're going to pause this real quick for a commercial and then we are going to uh, come back and talk about that
0: briar creek kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter boots lights collars and tracking equipment dog boxes kennel supplies collars clothes squalors whew they have it all briar creek kennel is a garment and dog trade dealer owner chris girth will ensure briar creek kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store, or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major Coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence.
2: All right, Ryan, when you're talking about Hoochie Bowman, and you said she was a different style. And uh, uh, describe. You know the difference between those two females, and and when you talk about style, because this is something a lot of guys that listen to this are big game hunters, or they're they're running beagles, or they're you know all kinds of hunters are listening to this thing. And when we talk about a style of a dog, it it entails a lot in what a dog does and how it acts and how everything from the way it uses its mouth into the way it hunts. So, what? How were those two dogs different? Well, that girl female was real reckless
1: and. I mean, she was wild. Uh, probably ran by, ran by some coons, other dogs might could tree, but she was fast at w- and whatever she was doing, she was fast at it. Yeah. And Hooch, Hooch never ran by a coon, but yet was fast yeah. and would go. But old Hooch just she could tree coons just with. It, it seemed like didn't use hardly any energy doing. Yeah. It. Never had to worry about her running off game getting in a dog fight. Didn't worry if a dog treat a coon on her. She mm-hmm. was if there was a coon there, she was gonna she was gonna get get some of that coon. And I've I've got some pretty memorable casts that I can remember just she she beat these guys so bad. I mean they they were just in awe of her. I yeah. mean there were a lot of guys that tried to buy her also, you know, and really honestly that's the first dog that I ever actually hunted. That I that didn't that we didn't ever sell it. Yeah. But before that, I sold every dog I'd ever got my hands on, and let other people go on and win all kinds of stuff with them and enjoy them. You know, yeah. and I had them, you know, for a small part of their life. But I mean, they were they were pretty much trained dogs, when yeah. they left me. And them
2: guys paid a lot of money for them. Also, yeah. you know, was it something that because you know you look at now, the dog is more valuable because of the money that you can win with it. but back then there wasn't a $6,500 pro classic every weekend there wasn't all these money hunts where you could just travel two or three hours every weekend you know and make a lot of money on a dog so financially for a lot of guys especially like me you know I sold everything I sold young dogs because it was you make more profit than you would hunting them for a you know fifty dollar 100 a hundred ten dollar cast win or something you know, yeah, you would look
1: at you know a, a whole lifetime of a dog mm-hmm. trying to win, you know, maybe make the dog a platinum champion, or you know maybe yep. maybe win thirty or forty thousand with the dog, and now, Lord, you can win yeah there's uh i mean there's a few guys that are winning close to a hundred thousand you know plus a year, you yeah. know,
2: and then you look at like uh. So, I mean, it was hard to make a platinum champion back then. It was. It was hard. The dog would be six, seven years old, and Mm -hmm. it would would finally win its $20,000. Yeah, and the dog
1: would be on its way
2: out. Right. You know, the dog would have
1: already – you'd already got all the good out of it, But if you
2: can sell that dog as a two-year-old for Mm $20,000, you know, you're actually money ahead. Yeah, or more. Right, right. Wow. So, I mean, it's a different world now, and we talked about styles and and how – things have changed and how these dogs are different. What are the styles? Are you seeing different styles in dogs now that you were back then when you were before all these pro classics got so big?
1: Well, there's always been a common denominator to me in a a dog. In winning at a higher, when I say at a higher competition level, it's it's really not higher, but when you go to the world hunts, the super stakes, the dog's got to be able to do two things. It's got to be under a coon. Whether it trees it or another dog trees it, it's got to be accumulating plus points, and under a Coons, the only way you can do it. Mm-hmm. But also, that dog's got to be flawless. Can't oh. it can't be giving any points away? And what I've noticed today in a lot of these dogs that are really hard to beat, there's a few of them that I've seen that that will give <laughs> points away, and they still are contender, and and really. Meltdown would mm-hmm. I I, that dog could overcome some minus and Ruby. Wes's is Ruby. Yep. Now, pretty much that ends that ends the subject on a dog getting you in trouble. Yep. There are many of them that do that can win. Yep. They just can't overcome it. Now, them two
2: dogs right there, they could. Now, that's one thing that we always look for is it doesn't make any mistakes. That's right. That dog ain't going to hurt you. That dog ain't going to hurt you. It ain't going to draw any minus. That's huge. Yep. And I, I've
1: I've noticed, and I've overheard people say over the years when I was hunting D around, that it was almost like that she. they're like, hey, I kind of expected her to you know, do a little bit yeah. more. And I'm like, well, at the end of the night, there was two coons treed. She treed both of them. Yeah. Or there was one coon tree. She treed the only coon. And and there's been a lot of casts I've been involved in where, man, dogs may treat a few coons starting out and they get in trouble and this and at the end of the night, I got old D treat in there, gotta have the coon to win, and
2: she would have them coons. We're gonna well, I was gonna talk about D later, but yep. D D's one of my favorites. Yeah. You know, I just – because you know me, I like reliability. Yep. You know, I just want something that's gonna be reliable and it's gonna be the same every time you turn it loose. And I didn't hunt with Dee as much when she was young. But the last couple of years before Dee died, you had been up at the house a oh, few yeah. times. I got to hunt with her quite a bit. Yep. And it was the same thing you was saying. You know, we'd turn Bella and one of Jeremy's, or I'd turn Trick, or and we'd be turning dogs loose all night long, and we'd just keep hunting them. and mean, some of them dogs for the first hour just look like they're put a whomping on D, mm-hmm. And then by the end of the night, there's old D under another coon, mm-hmm. and another coon, and another coon. Yep. And it just... You know, reliability is important, and D was reliable. Yep. And I call that flawless, a, yeah. a, a flawless dog, you know. And
1: what I mean by that, the, sometimes a dog like that, they're not getting a lot done early. Yeah. And then when they went to 90 minute casts, I told Johnny, I said, this may be a problem, which D was getting some age yeah. on her. And we lost her at an early eight. I mean, yep. I had just won the biggest PKC hunt in Oklahoma yep. with her that at Quapaw. I mean, it paid fourteen thousand, I think fourteen or fifteen thousand, and it, and at the time it was the biggest payout we'd had here. Yep. And then two to three weeks later, I've got we've got her in all these vet offices trying to find out what's wrong with her. Yep. And then we put her down New Year's Eve. It was a rough day for me that yep. last year on New Year's Eve it wasn't good. But your brother called me and said, hey. I'm sending Venus down. Yeah, I mean we'd had entries for some hunts and didn't we didn't have any. I mean we we didn't really have nothing, you know. Uh, yeah, but it was a rough deal. But O D, I always thought in my mind, man, this dog could be getting a little bit more done here and there. But then I would look back and think, hey, maybe if she would have been, yeah. I wouldn't have been. And then flawless scenarios right. I'm talking about where yeah. I, I win a cast off one coon and maybe another dog trees too, but he's gotten in trouble.
2: Yeah, a dog unlike D that'll take a chance, Yep, you know, and there's no leaves on or it makes a bad tree or it leaves a tree or something like that because it ain't quite right, and then you're not in that position to win at the end of the hunt. Right. With old D who treed one coon in the first hour and two coons in the second. That's it. Instead of three coons in the first 45 minutes and then fell apart. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, D was special. D was – D was one of my favorites, but I want to talk also about all your Super success because that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You've, I, I've never, which I've never been a big, I don't go to Super stakes very often. Now It's not that I don't like it. It's a fun hunt, especially the spring. I like the spring Super I do steaks. too. I love the spring. Uh, I really do. And I took Colin out there and got him in one year, and I took Blinken out there the year after that, and that's pretty much my only Super you know hunts that i've been to you know Mm -hmm. but it seems like at the super stakes right and it may be a different dog you know from one year to the next or something like that but it seems like that's a hunt that you've always done well in and why is that or is it something you gear towards you know you want to go out there and win super stakes and you hunt for it or
1: well i tell you it's it's people are probably going to be shocked but this is the god's honest truth you know i really put a lot of time in i remember like in d getting her ready mm-hmm. and i went out there with her as a two-year-old and i believe this is maybe the only time i ever took her to salem illinois and didn't win money but i told johnny right after that uh after that super stakes that something's not right with this dog and she had a, a she had a back some bacteria issues mm-hmm. and it was from chewing on a on a dead deer yeah But it was a regional thing, and I'd went to a pro hunt in Iowa, and I told my, I'm lucky I've got three vets here I use, and they're pretty, they're pretty stinking good. They're dog vets, and they, they're OSU graduates, Oklahoma State University. And I mean these 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 guy these guys and girls are sharp, and we got her on some medicine. And believe it or not, I was working on the oil rigs, and I've got a good friend that lives down the road. He hunted with me a lot with D. He's He's raising a family now and he still goes a little bit with me. He just doesn't have time. But yeah. I would leave her at his house and he would help me. But before, from that, her two year old super stakes, I hunted her one time and then I won the world hunt. I pleasure hunted that dog one night. No way. And no no <laughs> one's going to believe. I mean, people won't really believe this. Yeah. But I, I just took her out. We'd given her all this medicine. And he we'd been swimming that dog a little bit, Jace would, yep. when I was gone. And he was roading her on a on a he had a mountain bike yep. and he was roading her some, so she was in shape. But the night I hunted her, she treated a couple of coons and I, and she was in there running something that I didn't think was right and I went in there and got after. Her. And then she picked this same track up, I'm thinking in my mind now, and got went out of here and while I drove around I was gonna I was gonna give her a coon before i go she had a bobcat treat really and she treed several but Yeah, that that was the last thing she treated before i went to that <laughs> world hunt i won that world hunt with her which you know you can say what you want to say i mean it that that's a fact you know But you know. what dogs what dogs did you win the super stakes with uh your brother's venus yep and th- this is my super stakes is crazy but I want it with Venus, and I want it with a little female that we raised out of Hoochie Mama and Zeb 3 semen. Yeah. We ended up buying all that semen. We we, we used semen on that litter. Then we ended up going back and getting buying it all from Brad Mitchell. And uh, look funny thing, we're, we've got a bitch right now. We're, we're about to breed to it. She's yeah. in heat. She's at Altus, at All Pet. We moved all the semen there. But a little female named KC and Johnny had hunted her all summer. And he calls me and he says, It's getting around Labor Day and I, I don't hunt a lot in the summer. Yeah. We we work a lot of longer hours and, and, and there's just it's just it's pretty it's pretty rough here in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I, I'm not scared of snakes or anything. It's just dry and it's hot and it's rough on a dog. Well Johnny calls me, and says, I wanna bring her to you. We have a hunt every year at McAllister called the Little Dixie, and that's where yeah. I kinda get get the old rust beat off and yeah. anyways he brought her up and I got her in the finals the first night, the second night i may have got her in every night but we hunted them off and i got fourth every night persimmon trees (laughs) and the super stakes was a week later and i told johnny i said man this dog's gutted i said he said well you need to you know keep her kind of hunted because we're leaving you know man when we go out there that dog i hunted all week and i'm ready to come home i mean i won one cast one night and uh but the last night I got her in and then rolled on through it and won it. You know, I got the guys all made a bad tree in the final cast, and she's a dog that kind of would do that. A persimmon yeah. was kind of yeah. her kryptonite. But luckily, I was leash locked, and I always, yeah. I always felt like, I <laughs> – you know, I hate being leash locked. But that's yeah. one of the reasons I won. She I couldn't do yeah. one, you know. And and the funny thing with Venus, I took her out there and we. Your brother, we we were we were already made our minds up. We didn't get in by Thursday. We were going to take her to the UKC finals. Yep. And he'd got her. He'd got both of his dogs through the zones, and uh, well, she hadn't made a tree all week. She's just in run yep. mode. And I told Jeremy that Thursday they were peeling out, headed up to Indiana. And I told Jeremy, "I, there's no way I'm driving three more hours." I said, "We're done here." Yep. And then, man, it, I texted him that night as soon as that cast is over i said she's back yeah and i mean i'm gonna tell you she did beat them dogs bad i mean yeah. probably the most dom- one of the most dominant performances of a dog i've ever seen a dog do every round i mean she i mean there, there wasn't even i mean there wasn't even any chance of her losing yeah. i mean she just dominated
2: i know venus venus was like that you know, when the coons aren't down to moving or the tracking conditions are super tough and she's trying to find her coon she covers a lot of ground she does and And, she's looking for the type of coon she wants you know and when she started finding them out there that week boy was she finding them Mm. (laughs) yeah she's uh she
1: is a dandy of a little dog i really like that dog too yeah
2: what about the other five you've been in the finals five times too yep
1: i had another female a good little female and uh her name was dd she was off of uh big d and uh bellers in that was a that was a good cross there were several several dogs well i took her to the spring and uh, i I just won the truck up with hooch mm-hmm. and i was telling johnny i was actually hunting that dog for a guy and he ended up we ended up partnering on her and uh man i hadn't got her in first i'd hunted her early and late every night i'd won early every night and that guy called me and he said Hey, if that dog ain't good enough to get in, get rid of it. You don't even have to hunt tonight. Go home. I said, oh, no. I said, this this is why there's four nights to qualify. Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes it's rough. Well, I got her in that night. She put on a a, a heck of a – I mean, she looked really good yeah. in the late round and then ended up getting in the finals. And I got third, second or third. That sodbuster dog really dominated that finals He'd been trained there And it was just like He knew Where every coon yeah. I mean He he yeah. had us but we, were hunting for set, we were hunting For placement We couldn't yeah. beat him That night And then uh, I hunted another dog For a good friend of mine Alan Stonecipher That uh, Chuck And Colton Dunlap had trained this dog And Alan had bought him And I mean There wasn't nothing To do with him I mean hit This dude This dude was I mean I knew I told Alan I said uh, That dog needs to be out there And and Alan said, Yeah, and uh, anyways I I called told Chuck, I said, Hey, I'm I'm headed to Super check this dog and I mean he is a dandy of a dog, and I don't hunt males. I yeah. I, I won't hardly ever hunt a male, but I like that dog. He's no yeah. trouble. I mean, I really like that little dog and I got him in the first night and I sat out there all week and then he looked outstanding in the semifinal round. And then we get in the finals, uh that dog I, I don't know what he done. He, I think he caught a coon and he he over there chewed on that coon or something. I, I didn't ever get 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 in there too. And by the time he got rolling after that, I ended up. I think I got third with him
2: there. Yeah, and that was the same dog I drew you with at the world, world hunt. Oh, yes, yes. Yep. that's him. Yep. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's a good little dog. Oh, he's he is a dandy of a yep. dog. He sure is. He's that dog hadn't even that dog there's no telling what that little dog yeah. is going to win in his lifetime he you know when he gets to go i mean he's going to do some damage he, yeah. he's hard to beat
2: you talk about you don't hunt males very often and i wasn't in that camp until here recently the <laughs> <laughs> what why is it that you prefer females right
1: well there's a lot of variables that that a male to me a male has to deal with i mean you draw a female that's Maybe having a false cycle, yep. she's not showing to be in heat, but her her scent glands are, or She might be smelling a little, and you you draw a dog that you may not have. You may have the easiest going dog in the world, and you you, you line them up to turn them loose. They may look over at another one for some reason yep. and just freak out. And a female, I, I don't know. I just I don't like a male. I just never. I just really never have. I've only had a couple here that I've kept and hunted. And I've, been, I've sold all of them. I yeah. mean, and I knew when I was training them, hey, I may not ever hunt this dog in a hunt. I'm going to get him ready. And I I sold a real good dog to uh, Wyatt Wright. He was a baby. Uh, his name's Power Ranger. He's out of Power Pack and easy. Yeah. Me and my buddy Richard Hulls were partners on him. And that dog was a really outstanding young dog. And we sold him to Wyatt. And I, and I think they've enjoyed that dog a bunch. Yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't mean or anything. But I could just – I've seen stuff happen, especially in some of these elimination style hunts yeah. that, that these dogs get put out of. It's really not their fault. It's situational, you yeah. know, and that's why I've I've never put a lot of faith in a male. Yeah. I mean, and and I know the males dominate a lot of the hunts. They just do. They're stronger. They're you know they're they hold up better. A lot of people say, but I like to have a female. That's a that's a female trapped in a male's body. Yeah. That's how old D was, and this young female i got laying here she she she's gonna be a stouter type female yep. like that she's a bigger female and i like a dog with some size too you know if i, I can
2: it's a lot about longevity it, it is. i mean i can't and you know just as well as i do you've hunted with the dogs i have you've hunted with the dogs that jed's had and stuff with shock and bones and ralph and all these male dogs that we burn up and they just can't keep it together for as long you look at D Dee was winning late in her career and mm. all these females that you sold and hunted and you know they won late in their career mm-hmm. and we get the same thing out of scent we get the same thing out of rain we get the same thing out of females we can't get it out of the males
1: yeah and sometimes you know you go to breeding a male and mm-hmm. it's going to change him a little bit he's not going to have that eye of the tiger and that drive and that desire he's he's thinking about other options and that's just you know mother Nature's yep. you know taking her course on that but I mean it's hard to it's hard for a male, I think, to to hold up. I mean, you look at that Topper dog mm. down; them dogs were them dogs are stout, even yeah. in older age. Them them are great dogs, you know. Yeah.
2: Meltdown was such a freak. He was. He was a freak. He was. I yeah. mean that there ain't not There ain't no two doubts about
1: it. And the little Z dog, I've hunted. I've got to hunt with him a couple times. He's he's yeah. he's a powerful little dog too. I mean, he really is. He yeah. just he's just an exceptional dog too. You know.
2: Well, speaking of freaks. I want to talk about D more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell me about. I want to because we all want to win a world championship. I know there's hunts that pay more now, and you can go win a new truck, and you can go win the. But I was just talking to this about Jed the other day on the podcast, and the PKC World Championship is the hardest hunt in the world to win. I feel. I feel that maybe nationals is nationals probably a little harder. Nationals may
1: be harder. Yeah, and I've 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 got real close there. Yeah, the year Jed won it. Me and old D, I thought, man, we were rolling, and we had a coon jump out. Yeah, the cast is over. If I've got this coon, I'm sitting good. We're walking to her. We get oh, maybe a hundred yards from her in in, a, in corn stubble. Uh. We hear something come and OD shuts up. We hear something come. It's a big old coon yeah. running right at us. Well, yeah. here in a second, here comes here OD. Comes D. <laughs> and yeah. I'm done at that point. Uh, Cheeseburger won the cast with a good little female. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the, you went, whoever, we were hunting heads up. Whoever wins goes to finals. Yeah. Shane Patton was judging that cast. It's just a, a weird cast. Yeah. I, I had that. I, I mean, uh, Jeff's dog looked good. Uh, I can't remember that little dog's name. Uh, Sweet Pea.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, she yep. was a
1: great, she's a good little dog. Yeah. I remember
2: Cheeseburger yep. hunting her.
1: And she, she looked good on some coons in that cast too and deserved to win. Had yep. she won, you know. And I was sick because I, I had that nationals. Boy, that's a hunt you I've do. been, I, that's one of the, that may be the only dang hunt I haven't won yet yep. that PKC's had. But tell me about your world hunt with D. Oh, it was a roller coaster. But I'll <laughs> tell you, I, I, I mean, I I worked out on the you know, on the oil on a oil rig, so I was gone two weeks out of the month. You so know. six months of that dog's life, she set. Well, my buddy Jace, you know, we were we were doctoring her and, and giving her all that medicine and she she wasn't in the greatest shape, but you know, that time of year you want a dog to have some energy you don't want to be overhunting yeah i'd rather one be a little bit fresh than because they're gonna they're gonna get in some shape while you're there i mean you're there all week and they're they're not resting good they're not eating good you know there's just a lot of variables but i remember hunting that dog i remember i drew a heck of a cast a buddy of mine had sold a dog got a bone collector named nut and steve yant was hunting him he had won the little world hunt with him i mean this dog and then I drew Maggie with Mark Hall. I yep. mean, that bitch, she had been dog. in the finals of the world, yeah. Hunt, won the truck. And I've got this, you know, two-year-old female out there. And I remember I won that late round. Oh, just like I said, old D, their dogs had made a few bobbles. Mm-hmm. O.D. D, old D just kind of kept, kept going. And she treated a coon in a persimmon. We go to walking in, and I can smell them persimmons we have them everywhere. Yeah. And I'm just tying her up thinking, oh man, this was on Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, Chris Saunders was judging, and Chris said, well, I got the groceries right here, and the hunt was over. So that, that's that's how it doubled up. The next round, it was real rough, raining. Uh, we didn't have a good hunt, but OD, she treated slick persimmon and a coon, and I ended up winning that cast. Well, the late round, I drew Barry Kitty, I drew another heck of a tough cast in OD I mean she rolled she treed I don't remember how many she treed but I knew towards the end didn't matter what yeah. happened no one could win we were just waiting for the time and then I draw Ronnie Smith heads up and me and Ronnie you know he he bought Death Wish from me and man I've known that guy since I was a kid you know that guy's won a lot of hunts He's he really wasn't the guy yeah. when you get in that final six though you go to looking around and no one wants to draw any, any of them it's, yeah. you know you're you're just there, you know, and we draw Ronnie. And I can't remember, I think Brad Durham was our judge. And I remember going out, and OD, she'd she done this a lot. I remember we cut them dogs, and Ronnie's just fired. And OD, she, we could hear, she, she'd leave on a walk a lot of times. Yeah. Well, man, Ronnie's dogs struck a tree 200. And we get in there, monster tree, still had full of leaves, big oak. They're shining, they're beating. I'm listening. I finally strike OD in. She's she's a trailing. And man, they've shined three or four minutes. And I thought, I kind of was kind of shining. I was kind of thinking, man, this dog ain't got no coon here, yeah. just old circle tree. And
2: I remember. If you're like me, I kind of throw my light in the air to make it look good every well, night, but I ain't looking for I, that coon. I was,
1: li- I was listening to my dog, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with I you. I
2: would be too. I ain't looking for that coon. But, that judge will find
1: that coon. But way out on a limb that they had already thoroughly shined with spotlights, yeah. way out on this limb, I see a coon blink at me. And I then I had to make a choice. Yep, yep. But I did. I called Brad over and Ronnie. I said, here's your coon. And, I mean, we've been shining five or six minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably wouldn't. They probably overlooked this coon. But I remember asking Ronnie jokingly, you know, this is pretty much the end to me because he's going to be loose. Mine didn't even treat yeah. yet. Well, about that time mine gets treated, I remember asking Ronnie, I said, my only hope is if he'd go back to that tree. Ronnie looked at me. He said, Ron, he's never went back to a tree. He shouldn't have said that, I bet. Listen, <laughs> we cut that dog, and he just cartwheels. No go way. Go straight
2: back. Well, I trilled it. Yeah.
1: She's treed now. We go to her. I'm on a den. So I'm 200 down. Yeah. cutting now, out for. Yeah.
2: Now Ronnie's happy that dog's back on that tree. Yeah,
1: because yeah. now he's going to make me strike for a quarter, and he mm-hmm. did. And then he trees. As soon as I get struck, he trees his dog. We go back and. By the time we get – when we get to him, old Dee's treat again. Yeah. She's starting to get the old old train rolling. Yeah. But I don't tree her. I make him – way lead that dog right back where he was. They cut him. He cartwheels and goes right back. Oh, man. And as soon as he goes back, I tree. Yeah. So we go to old D and Ronnie tells me going to her, he said, Ryan, I'm not going to make you cut her. When we get to her and you get her handled, I'm going to leash lock you. And he said, if he's back – it's you're going to get to rest or, yeah. i mean we've only hunted 40 minutes yeah
2: that's what and that's we, a ronnie Smith. good he's a good dog man oh he's a good the dog. the fact man. that his dog went back to that tree when he says it never has i'll guarantee you it never had i guarantee you i don't
1: know that the dog that that was a good dog he'd won the super stakes. Yeah. the dog's name was willie he was a good little dog keith he got that dog from keith medley anyways ronnie he he did when we got told to d she had a coon that time which i'm still beat yeah I mean I'm still in a bad bind, I mean, and yep. if Ronnie's dog treats another coon, I'm gonna have to treat two more, you right. know, but well, anyways, he leash locks when we go back, he's back again, they scratch him, so yep. i I got to rest that dog yeah a good while, and I remember going out i I'd been in the i'd had the i'd i was in the finals of the world hunt, and I got second in o eight with a little blue female that we haven't mentioned that had i always called her secretary yeah. you know you've heard the war stories yep, on him yep. he, he had a big heart there yep. ain't a dog i've ever seen that had a big Well, let's heart. just pause and talk about her because i don't know anything about this dog well i'm gonna tell you her name was hemi she's blue tick uh, uh, i mean a, uh, she was a grand Knight champion uh smoky river bred blue tick female yep. and she came local guy by the name of trey melton outstanding dog man and coon hunter and just a heck of a good guy he lives he lives down around muskogee oklahoma down in that country well i drew her in some local events back back when i had old girl and i told him one night i said if you ever want to sell that dog you call me well man i i wasn't even i had a female at the time out of track man and a skipper female that was a good female yeah and uh That guy calls me just out of the blue and says, hey, I'm going to sell that dog. She's about four years old, maybe five. I said, man, I'm not really looking, but I said, I'd like to try her. And he sent her up here to me. And the first few nights I thought, this thing is junk. But she hadn't been hunted. She had been on pups. Well, I grabbed her up one night and gave her just a little bitty switching. And from that night forward, the rest was history. I won Russ Myers with her. Uh I got, That's I,
2: true. Right. I know what dog you're talking about now. I couldn't
1: remember yet. Yeah, I, I won it, and and I won. I just I just ran into my judge the, over the weekend at Claremore Garvin Wiley, and he was he remembered them cast way, and kind of refreshed my yeah. memory. He said, Ryan, they didn't know one have anything for her up there. I mean, she just destroyed these casts. Yeah. I mean, looked awesome. Well, I won. Russ Meyer one night, got second one night. And the third night, Ronnie Smith beat me, but I had treed her on a fence. It wasn't her fault that we yeah. didn't win. We should have won. But anyways, I had been in the finals with Hemi, and I was real nervous. Uh, we ended up hunting an hour. Yeah. And I, I knew, I mean, that that fit right down my dog's alley. And I had this hunt won. I ended up getting minus on a deal. And did isn't what beat me. I ended up treating this dog. Out of, oh, I guess, I guess you think you, you get nervous and and, yeah. and and you're behind and she ended up getting treed in the ground. And I knew better than to treat her. Anyways, I ended up getting second. Well, I had a lot to think about after that. I thought, I'll never get back in the finals of a yeah. world hunt. It, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. There's so many variables. I'm not counting the dogs. I'm just talking about a coon. Yeah. You can strike the wrong coon and it can take you out of a cast, go in a rock yep. pile, you know, dozer, uh, den. You know, it, yep. it can change the outcome of everything. Well, just,
2: just that den tree. just we were talking about me and you drawing last year at the World Hunt. That's right. We got that. We know it's a coon, but you can't score it. You can't get it out. How do you know it's in there? We got him in the thermal. You could see it through the thermal, but if, you can't do if nothing. If the hole
1: about would have been four, four yeah. or five inches lower, we could have yeah. seen him. Yeah. Or
2: if she, if that coon was. 10 yards away from where she started that track instead of where it was you know it's it, a million different things can go wrong to get in the finals of the world well i was i was thinking at the club i had a lot of time
1: to think because these other casts, man they hunted right down to the end so yeah. i'm at that club for two and a half hours out my truck and the longer i'm on in that truck i'm getting nervous mm-hmm. and i never, i
2: don't get nervous Yeah.
1: I'm getting a little sick at my this stomach. Is,
2: this is good. This is good for me too, Ryan. Because you know, I think of Ryan Croston. I think of guys like you that have been in all these hunts. And I get some <laughs> nerves when I'm in the finals of a pro classic or something like that. I'm like, well, Ryan ain't nervous. No, none of these
1: guys get nervous. Well, I was talking to some real good friends of mine: Mike Williams, Philip Gwynn, Rusty mm-hmm. Chrisman. And they were pleasure hunting. They were waiting on this thing to go. And we're and we're on the phone, you know. And I'm telling Mike. I'm about I have got a I'm about to puke and he's like, Oh, <laughs> settle down, you know. And they're like you're and Phillips like, You're gonna be all right. And Philip Gwen, he's been in the finals of World, yeah. World Hunt too with Tide years ago. I was it's probably ninety-four, ninety five. A real dog. He went to Aurora, Kentucky, and he got yeah. second with old Tide, but and Phillips coached me up and anyways I, I kept telling myself, You're not gonna give this one away. They might take it from you yeah. and beat you, but you're not gonna give it away. And right out of the box she trees a persimmon, and I hear the coon. By the time I'm tying I hear this freaking coon bail. It wasn't in her tree. <laughs> no. He was in the surrounding area. Yeah. I, but I start that cast off 150 in the hole. I, I'm dead in third. Yeah. I can't. There's no way. And I'm just sick. And the first couple trees O.D. makes are dense, and I'm so paranoid. I shine them just for a second. Just a I mean a minute or so and I'm like, I gotta get her loose yeah. I've gotta get two coons tree. Well, they end up treeing a coon. But one dog gets minus on it. So the Homer dog of Brendan's, he's he's got he's got this coon yeah. tree It's pretty much over. Well, the next tree we make in there, Brendan trees, I tree. Well I know that dog didn't sound right, his his leaves ends up we end up having to call time and there's like 20 something minutes left I'm freaking still sick well we flip these dogs it's a frosty cut corn and there's a pasture road some timber right there Mm -hmm. I remember cutting them dogs and I thought I'm not sending mine down the road and OD was an artist at this, she didn't want to be with them dogs anyway and I could put her between my legs. I could send that dog any direction, yeah. usually. Well, I just pushed her over here in these woods. It looked coony. And we were on. We were in an awesome place. Yeah. Sure enough, there's bomb down this road. She falls out there and strikes. And I remember they treed their dogs. And I remember looking across that frosty field, and old Dee's taking this coon track across that frost. And the guy, David Ellsworth, he comes over to me. He said, Ryan, she was going to tree that coon. Yeah. He said, David Ellsworth's got some good spots. Oh, out this there. place is beautiful. Yeah. And I said, it's probably going to a den. He said, I don't think so. He said, she'll trim in there. We go to these dogs and they're on a the den. And here's the old rule that everybody's uh, it's under controversy now mm-hmm. the old leash lock. Mm-hmm. I leash lock them. And at the time, I've got to have a coon. If I've got this coon, I win this world hunt. <laughs> About the time I'm snapping her up the tree, the hunts the buzzer goes off. We back up, and There's there's a gob of us out there. Yeah. We back up. This is a monster, big red up, fully leaved. I back up there. A good friend of mine, Josh Michaelis, yep. had gave me a squalor. <laughs> it's sitting over there. It's over there right now. I've, yep. ne- I've never blew that squalor again. I blow that squalor, and it looked like a badger. He stuck his head out of this. His coon's in a nest. Yep. And I mean, he looked at me. No one else sees him. I'm like, I got him. He goes back in, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, why well, get over there?" And Brad Durham, he's finally, he's over there with me. What put, was the
2: feeling like when that coon popped its head up, and you don't know? Because you know how it is; they don't come back twice very often.
1: Josh, I want to puke. <laughs> I, could,
2: I, 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 I just, I wanted to puke. Yep. I
1: literally did. I got, I got this devastated. I just got sick, you know. Yep. But hey, he got over there, and I popped him out again. And he said, "Ryan, congratulations." And then I did, I just I've got a picture of me petting that dog and it's, it's a pretty neat, it's a heck of a photo. Uh, it's cold and you see the, uh, yeah. the, the, the fog or not fog, but, uh, the frost. uh it, it's frosty, but I yeah. mean, the, I mean, it's, I don't know what the, what you'd call it. Uh, anyways, I'm been over there petting that dog and, and it's just Tony Sequoy. I think took that yeah. picture and, uh, Man, it, it, I could still look at that picture and remember that, you know. It was just awesome, you know.
2: Well, that's a dream. Anybody – and we all love this sport. We all love doing it. But that's a – I mean, I couldn't imagine. Even when I'm in the finals of a lot smaller hunt than the world hunt, and you get that, especially when it's the end of the cast and this, yes. this coon is to win it. When, when little kids are talking about baseball and it's the bottom of the ninth with two out in the World Series, mm-hmm. it's the same thing.
1: Yeah, and, you know – and when you've got the Coon there there's no chance to lose it's over yes. you know that's 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 what makes it feel so good you know and your dog went and done her job and that yeah. that fit right into that dog's uh that, that that's what she was good at yeah. just steady you know and flawless and that, that's the best word i got with her she was yeah. pretty flawless at what she did you know and I, I was just so blessed to get her and and keep her which we didn't have her long and some guys offered us a lot of money back yeah. then a bunch of money and I'm telling Johnny hey what do you think and he's like Ryan I think you're getting along with her we probably just better keep <laughs> yeah. her because I'm telling you and here's another thing a lot of people don't know we bought Jessie Jane mm-hmm. I mean I sold her to Brad Mitchell I forgot yeah. about her and she's a great dog me and her just didn't get along yeah. I, I just me and that dog but look what she went on to do yeah. one of the winningest dogs of all time of all time yeah
2: I mean she, she's won world hunts, all kinds of stuff, you know. I know D she held a special place in your heart, and I think it would have been that way whether she won that world hunt or not. I mean oh, yeah. I think I think D would have died here no matter There's what. There's no doubt. Yep, yep. But when a dog does something like that and she's got a coon at the end of the cast and it's the world hunt or any hunt, but I mean especially the world hunt, I mean that's wild.
1: Oh man, it was it was unreal. Yeah. And then I had and here's what was so bad it wasn't bad it's just reality you know i'm a working man yep. other people don't a lot of people that don't know me they don't right. realize i mean <laughs> I, I i would like to not have to work but i've got to work and i had to leave there i was already kind of in a little trouble because i was supposed to have been back to work <laughs> this is this is yep. on sunday the best i remember no it's saturday mm-hmm. i was supposed to have been at work that morning but now i've got to drive all the way to ohio i was working on the rigs and i I drove straight to Chuck and Dana Dunlap's and kicked O D out and I mean I gotta I've gotta thank them. They they treated me just like family when yep. I was up there. I mean, fed me, I mean, took care of O D and, and I mean I got to hunt with them and I'm gonna tell you, they're they are some of the best coon hunters, coon hunters and hunters. the
2: best people yep. I've ever been around in my life, you know. Well you think about that and what this sport's done for us, Ron. I mean you wouldn't you and my brother are great friends. Oh and, yeah, and me and you and and Jed, and we would have never met, never man. met if it wasn't for all this.
1: And and you know that that that's so. Uh, you know, it's hard. You, you know, a guy doesn't think about stuff like that. Yeah, you take it for granted, right? And you don't really sincerely realize it till you you know you sit back and you ponder things. Yep. You know, I would I would have never met them, never been a part of their life, yep. and vice versa. You know, and. I mean, I got to see Colton kind of grow become yep, a young yep. a, a, a younger guy to become the man, you know, and he's a heck of a yep. He is a they're just awesome. I mean, they they really done a lot for me. And I and Chucks taught me a lot about. I mean, I'm I'm constantly, man, learning and thinking and and you know, as I as I've gotten older, I've spent a lot of time hunting. Yep. I, I've allocated probably way too much time. <laughs> I and I, I mean, I really have, and I mean, it's just it's something that's you know, it's you're not ever going to get it back, you yeah. know. But old Chuck, man, I've spent laid out with him hunting, and he's he's asked me questions and, and brought stuff to my attention, and stuff that I, you know, I didn't quite know. Yeah. But that and it's that's made a, me a
2: better dog, man. I can tell you that. When I hear world champion, two hundred and fifty time Super State finalist or whatever you are, Ryan Croson <laughs> talk about that and how you're learning from people. You know, when you're up there at Jeremy's and me and you're sitting in the truck or I'm over there with my brother, and I don't get me wrong, I try not to listen to my brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: we love each other, but we don't agree half the time. Oh, yeah. But, oh, you know, yeah. I like picking these guys' brains. And, and it ain't so much asking questions as just observing. Yeah. You know, I see how you handle D and how you talk about dogs and how you do things like this. And, man, I'm filing all that away mm-hmm. because that makes us all better hounds but I'm better hunters to begin with. Well, and another thing I'm going to say about
1: Chuck, I mean – old chuck will hold what nearly every dog chuck's ever trained yeah he's held them things in his hand as babies, and he's raised them dogs right there at his house and i'm going to tell you something you don't go to his house you you're not going to beat him you're not going to beat his dog there very often no and he doesn't he doesn't go a lot i mean he just he doesn't like traveling a lot i mean he'll go a little bit but i'm telling you right now He will have a top hound at his house nearly all the time. And I know why, because he he makes them. He hunts. It's a priority to him. And he he raises what he hunts. And he knows the traits of of that line of dogs, of Buck Creek dogs. I'd never been around them, but I'm going to tell you, them dogs are special dogs.
2: Accurate.
1: Oh, they're accurate. They're so accurate. They're fast, and they strike good. And, I mean, they will get in there and get
2: something done. I remember when Wes had Johnny, which Don had hunted and Chuck Mm -hmm. had hunted. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a good dog. And I'd never hunted with Johnny. Yep. And I'd hunted with a lot of Don's stuff. You know, I'd drawn him and everything. You know, when Wes had had, uh, Johnny over at the house, and it was cold. You know how it gets at our house. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, it was three or four degrees. It's January. And he had 10, and he had Johnny. And that Johnny just went. I've never seen a dog that could tree coons on the outside, no matter the conditions. And he just had him. Mm-hmm. and I thought you know that's a pretty special dog and then Wes goes yeah they're all like that oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> he said when Chuck and Don got him he goes they're all like that <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He goes, you think he's special they think he's just a dog oh, you know yeah and so we're talking about relationships we're talking about D and D. I I know she was special to you and I-, I love that dog too I mean I just I always enjoyed when you come up and went hunting with her but She's hard to replace. It's hard to replace a world champion. Oh man. And I know Jeremy sent Venus down to you and stuff like that. But here recently you got little Laura Lee. She's over here in the crate Mm. snoozing away right now.
1: I call that the house that D built. Yeah, that's Uh right.
2: It's she's in she's in d's crate, which is pretty nice. Uh Uh-huh. And you had some success with her or success with her already, you know, you got in the final four of that truck hunt. We did. And that little dog, she's she's probably a little bit
1: young, but I wasn't counting on the weather to be as bad as it was, but I'll yeah. tell you that little dog really done good. And I mean, I knew the first time I hunted with that dog with your brother, it's been probably 2 months ago. He he really thought a lot over yeah. and she went in through a little slump on him and and he he was telling me this which I didn't know, I'd never seen her. And we'd hunted down at my buddy Mike Williams. Jeremy was headed to Maybe Lone Star. Yep. I don't remember where he was quite was going.
2: Yeah, he was coming down in the pro
1: showcase there at the Lone yeah. Star yeah. And uh, anyways, we hunted that dog. I, I kept thinking, he he didn't like what she did that night. But he doesn't live in Oklahoma. Yeah, people think Oklahoma. Oh, there's a lot of coon. There we do have we do have great hunting, but you got in, a lot of sorry hunting. January too. <laughs> and February down here it gets tough. And yeah. that, and Jeremy, I don't think realized it because the weather wasn't bad. But I'm just telling the conditions for. Tree and a coon. Yeah. And I kept thinking, and I told Johnny, I said, man, I went hunting with that pup. Jeremy said, I said, man, I kind of like her. Well, it rocks on. I think he goes back home. He comes back to the Black Eyed Pea. He brings his ranger, and and we end up hunting again. No, I didn't get to go with him that time. He stopped and hunted with George Majors and and Bob Noble and them, and the little female looked good. Well, he left her at Brad Ratton's. And went to the black eyed well, people. He called me back said, Hey, weather's bad. I'm going to stay down south and look at some property down Joe Don Stewart's. And we went down there and hunted uh, uh, on Joe Don some ground he's got yep. and his cousin or Patrick have. And me and him and Brad. And during that time, I'd bought a little female, pretty good dog, pretty good little female up off of Kenny Overby up in Missouri. Yep. Well, I'd been treeing a lot of coons with this dog and I went down and went hunting with with Laura and Brad had two young females and we treat a bunch of coons and old Laura, she looked good. Well, I came home and I told Johnny, I said, "Man, Johnny, this, this dog I bought, I mean, she's a pretty good dog, but I, 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 I I'm wanting that dog. Jeremy's yep. got. You know, you, you just see a dog right. and you're thinking, you know, well, it rocks on. They, Jeremy hunts the next night I didn't get to go I had something going on I go back Well, I had a little Venus I was on her here yep. I showed up with her And Jeremy's like What are you doing with that thing? I said, I'm just going to hunt her You know, we hunted Josie And Garen and Jason Gibson That drove down They had a, a sister to Laura and a, mm-hmm. and a mason female I can't remember what they called her We treed several coons 13 or 14 coons on the outside And it was cold And uh, anyways I did. I thought, man. I asked Jeremy. I said, "You ought to sell me that dog." Oh no, I ain't selling her. You know how he is. Oh yeah. Well, they had a tray was coming down to bring some horses. A big horse sale in Oklahoma City. Well, I met Jeremy up there on Friday. It was just killing me. I, I was wanting this dog. I was like, yeah. I was like a little kid <laughs> wanting want some chewing gum, and, and your parents, want, you know, you can't have it. Yeah. Well, I brought her here, and and uh, Venus and Josie, and this was on Friday. Saturday I got to texting him, hey, how much? Wouldn't re- wouldn't even respond back, <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's got that phone. Well, Sunday he calls me about six. I had I I didn't even probably sleep two hours at night because I knew he was coming to get this yeah. dog, and I didn't want this dog leaving here, and I was just sick, you know. And I thought there, I thought again, I thought, man, if I don't get that freaking dog, I'm thinking about I just might
2: just hang it up.
1: I yeah. just. After D died, I just wasn't. Well, happy. I
2: knew I talked to you two or three months ago, four months ago, and yeah. you wasn't hunting much, and nah. you liked what you was hunting, but it didn't just completely, yeah. you know, get your attention. And
1: I was getting frustrated, yeah. and I mean, that's the only thing, I, only hobby I have, you know, is, is coon hunting. Yeah. And, I, and believe it or not, I like to pleasure hunt, and I hunt a lot. I mean, I go to what hunts we can go to, but I hunt a lot. Yeah. And and O D, I mean, we she she taught me a lot of things about dogs and coons and just you know the style she was i'd never had a dog like her you know and yeah anyways jeremy was here picking up the dogs well, i brought them other two out you know i mean what are they venus you know great dog yeah and we were bartering back and forth this whole time to try to i was trying to buy her from him yeah and he's wanting to breed her and i'm not wanting to and I I kinda made him an offer and he's like, Ah, that ain't that ain't quite gonna cut it and we kinda was at a standstill, you know, just one of them deals. I mean, I, I mean I understand him. He's yeah. it's his dog. I mean yeah. he's got control of, you know. Well anyways, I uh I go get Laura and put her in his truck and it, it was just killing me. And I said, Jeremy, I need that dog. He said, Ryan, that dog had a good had a couple of good nights. He said, uh she's not what you think she is yet you know she's just got a lot of talent yeah and i said well i want that dog he he said he said get her out and i i drug that sucker (laughs) out i don't remember what all he was saying i just just grabbed that dude and i I went and put her straight back in the kennel and i come i said now what was you saying he said take her get her health check and i want you to hunt her week two weeks whatever and i want you to make sure you want her because I don't. I, he said, "I just think you're you're pressing." Yeah. I said, "No, I'm not. I know I I ain't good at many things, but a talent of a dog, I'm pretty decent yeah. at." And uh, long story short, I took her, had her health done. She's fine. And then me and him ended up going to Arkansas. Not maybe a week later, yeah. went down there with Chad Doolin hunting. On some private ground down there because we thought all these ice was hitting. It was hitting right. out here. And my wife's like, You're going to Arkansas? I said, Oh, yeah, can't do nothing here. She's yeah. like, w- oh, whatever. I mean, I just woke her up and told her that morning yep. we going. We get down there. It's 63 degrees. Jeremy's about an hour behind me. Me and Chad get met up. And we get snacks. We get all ready, and that crap hits. Yep. It's spitting and sleeting. We end up treeing. Josie looked good. Fancy looked pretty good. She looked pretty good for the conditions in some beaver ponds, and and uh, we ended up coming home the next morning. There was a big old oak limb that fell yeah. down, dang near got her trucks. And anyways, I I got her. I, we ended up buying her, and uh, I, I've just been polishing on her, just just kind of yeah. treating her, just hunting her around. And then I was go- I had some entries to Arkansas. and I thought, man, I'm not going. And that big the hundred thousand dollar hunt was going, yeah. and I could have. I could have maybe got an entry to that, and I thought, man, I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on this dog yeah. yet. And we went to Claremore. The weather was perfect, and I thought, man, that's a good coon hunt. That'd be a good place. And then, man, we had all the ice hit, yeah. and it was bad. But the little dog looked good, you know. Uh, I mean, I got to shake Joe Manning's hand. His dog uh really looked exceptional on that cast. Mine did treat me a coon and got, you know, uh, it just it just wasn't my night, but I tell you, she's she's all right. I mean, she's she's maybe well, for, for out the gate. Yeah, fifteen you know, months fir- old. That's first her first hunt. hunt. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, she's and and I've had. Oh, it just reminds me that dog ever reminds me a lot of Hoochie Mama. Reminds yeah. me a lot of D. They're I mean, no dog's the same, but I just see things in in that dog that.
2: I really think it's gonna, she's really going to yeah. do good, you know, down the road. You yeah. know how I like to pick your brain whenever we're hunting and stuff, and you talk about you see things and you see this and you see that. As far as a talent scout, you're pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're looking at a dog, and, you know, I've seen some dogs where, man, I like that dog, I like that dog. and I man, you can like different things, you know, but as far as just a winning and you're looking at a young dog like Laura Lee, what are you looking for? exactly i mean is it just kind of a gut feeling is it something that they they got to have this or they don't have to have that
1: no i've got some parameters with a yeah. dog that i i mean and there's a few things i absolutely won't put up with in a dog but i like a dog to come up with a con yeah and whether i don't like a dog backing but sometimes they have to yeah and the little female i sold i sold her to lane Leverett. i'm going to tell you you're going to hear things out of her she 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 trees way too many coons, and I'm going to end up having her and Laura the exact same age. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to hunt the super stakes together. I mean, I'm going to end up. I know in the back of my mind, yeah. That dog right there is going to win some money. Yeah, she trees too many coons. They're a little different style, and I think the female I sold was set up for the rules that were in place. Yeah. Now the leash locks back. I don't know how it's going to work. You know, it's hard to say on that. I I mean, it does. They make the rules. I'm going to show up and hunt them. You know, it does. It doesn't really matter to me either way. I don't like leading one around, but hey, I've won a lot of casts yeah. by being Even, able to dictate it, and I've lost a bunch of them too. You know, yeah. you you know your night's pretty much over
2: when you get in that
1: position. You I know?
2: say because well, we're we're good about getting dogs that suit us and getting dogs that fit the rules. Mm-hmm. And so me and you were talking a little bit ago, you know, before we started the podcast, and they've. They changed the leash lock. Uh, it took it in effect in November. You yep. know, to where we could cut them every time, no leash lock. Yep. And then they change it back this time. Well, you look at me. You've seen you seen Hazel out in the truck. We bought Hazel when there was no leash lock just three weeks ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking this dog here could do some damage mm-hmm. with no leash lock. You know, yep. she she kind of treats coons as you come to them. She ain't flying through the world. Yep. But she's a dog that if you leash lock her, she's gonna get dominated. Especially yep. a dog that's running through an ambush and coons and barking a lot. You know, she's mm-hmm. going to, you're going to get beat and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Right. And so when you're talking about dogs that fit rules, it's hard to get the right dog when the rules are changing every three months.
1: Well, and I <laughs> felt like, bless her heart, when D passed, I thought with the new rules coming in, I I told a couple of guys, said, man, they're, that not, that's not going to fit old D very yep. good. You know, yep. and, and, you know, I mean, she went, she went on to other places, so it doesn't matter
2: now. But I hunted, and she, she went on to doggy heaven. If yeah. there's not, a do- if there's a doggy heaven, D's in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: I buried that dog under the first she treated coon, the first coon she ever treated for yeah. me. I took her back. I hunt down there, a bunch, and I buried her under that. That's tree. That's awesome. Yeah, and and I and I hunt down there a lot. I'm down there, yeah. and I and I I pay homage. You know, when I'm down yeah. there, and I've showed a few of the guys. You know where it's at, and it's it's in a pretty. I mean, it's kind of like hidden in plain sight. Yep. It's it's easy to see it, and uh, but you know, I hunted in some hunts. I uh, hunted uh, Alan's dog, uh, the, the dog he bought from Chuck yep. and them. And I'm going to be honest with you: if the old rules were in place, it, it changed the outcome of them casts up yep. Quapaw, and we did a bunch of walk, treat a bunch of coons, and uh, it, it would it would change the outcome though.
2: Yeah, I yep. mean, and
1: it's and probably Vicksburg. It probably did there too. Yep.
2: Truth be known, you know. Yep. Well, being, being I like know true. I was at the Lone Star Pro Classic, and I didn't win that cast. Uh, but Melvin, we've cut Melvin off his first coon. I've treated a coon. Melvin's treated a coon. We've all treated a coon together or something like that anyway. But uh, we're scoring Melvin's tree, and I can tree scent through the country a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I get scent-treated. Uh, we recut Melvin. Melvin gets treed again. And Gracie is treed you know, through yonder, he's already declared her treat. Uh-huh. Uh, the other dog, the other dog comes in, covers Melvin. So everything's treat. And if I, if Melvin has a coon, it don't matter if I have a coon, but there's going to be time for me to cut mm-hmm. on, under the old rules. And I know Preston Bowles was in that cast and he was the judge or he was the non-hunting judge in that cast. And he was going to have to walk. Gracie, <laughs> Gracie was all the way back by the truck and then he had to come score Melvin and then he yep. had to come score me. Or er, had to come score me, and then he had to come score Melvin, so he's going to hike. Mm-hmm. But under the old rules, I'm I'm walking all the way back to Gracie. I'm walking all the way back to Melvin with, with sin on the leash. Yep. You know, and I got to recut her, and I got to get her treated again. Now She had a den. It didn't matter.
1: Right, but you had an opportunity. Uh, but I huh? had
2: the opportunity to cut her. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, we, we tailor these dogs to these rules, and you said a dog like D, you know, wouldn't be fit for – you know under the new rules with no leash lock and then the new the leash lock gets moved around and changed but i mean it's hard to get a dog that we think can win you know and i mean there's like you said variables mm-hmm. there's so many variables and we we kind of got to have a steady side on the rule part of it
1: yeah but here's another thing you got to remember it doesn't matter what the rules are hmm the same type of dog is going to usually win something that has his cone. That is true, and something that's flawless getting that dude done, yep. not giving any points back. Yep, that's going to always kind of rise up, I yep. think. You know, but and and you know leaves are another variable that yep. that some dogs get by with missing one, and that's why I shied away from a lot of the bigger hunts with D with the leaves out. Yep. I just thought that was an extra opportunity for I wanted the I wanted it to pre the, the kind of tougher conditions yeah. for 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 my dog, you yeah. know. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean those rules. I mean, they've been in store for years. And I mean, some of the other kennel clubs, they, they they've gone with no leash lock with yeah. a few other little tweaks.
2: But I mean, I know in UKC it's a different because the dogs are together a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's nothing that's not knocking them them dogs or the handlers or UKC or anything like that. But it's a different style. Yep. You know, so it works a little better in UKC. I get it, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to bang on PKC because I do that on this podcast too much anyway. And they're all my friends. I love them to death. You know, but yeah, we're going to keep going. We'll keep plugging away.
1: I don't think no matter what PKC could do, they're going to have so many people mad. They're going to have more people mad than they are happy. No matter. I mean, they they could be giving out hundred dollar bills, and somebody (laughs) probably, probably (laughs) somebody might say something about what color they were. You (laughs) know, I mean, that's. That's sad, but yep. it, 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 it is the
2: truth. Mm-hmm. It is the truth, and they're all good folks. I we oh, really yeah. love them all. Oh yeah. So, Ron, uh, one thing I do want to touch on before we before we shut this off, you talked about style. How this dog's style has changed over the last just ten years. You know, they're different kind of dogs. They
1: are. We've we've bred, and you know, I think before the Garmins were available to us or, or you know, the GPS, we we sometimes let, had to let dogs get by with things. Yeah. We had to because we didn't really know. Yeah. Hey, this dog coming back down that track, you don't really know. Yeah. Well, now I think we put a lot of pressure on these dogs, and some of them don't take it good. Some hey, of them do. And, I mean, we've bred them too, but I think, as a rule, most of these dogs are already getting molded into something before they've ever really even came into what they were going to originally be born to do. And then, you know, we're wanting these dogs fast, independent. We want them to have a coon. Well, there's there's things that come with that. You know, a slower dog is probably going to treat you more coon. But now these ones that are bombing through there and bombing one, I mean, they're going to win some too. There's no doubt. And, it, and terrain can, can be a variable in that, too, but, you know, I normally my dog's here. I get one that I've hunted here a while. I can take that dog near, nearly anywhere. Now, the southeast, you know, South Carolina stuff, uh, my dogs ain't never done too good down yeah. there. It's pretty tough, very tough. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I think we've got – Maybe better type of dogs today. Now I don't think litter by litter you're getting as many of the. I'm not saying common, but you're not getting used to. You get a litter of pups. They were all they were all usable dogs. You might have a you might have a superstar in there. Well yeah. now, you may have a litter of dogs and you get one outstanding dog. The rest of them maybe aren't aren't what you're looking for. Right. You know. and it's funny because. I'm not. I don't consider myself a breeder, but I mean, I've I've been around dogs. Uh, like we, me and Johnny went and bought all the Zeb three semen we could yep. get our hands on. We knew we were just sitting at Salem thinking, man, every big hunt, there yep. is any yep. any kennel club, every big hunt, there's a Zeb three dog in there that you got to beat. Yeah. And then, you know, we bred, we've got a female now down there getting bred. Uh, a friend of ours is a Mr. Clean female. It's a reproducing, I mean, got some outstanding pups on the ground. And yeah. we're thinking in our mind, they're going to be May, you know, be May pups, be spring and Laura's in the fall and it, it'll work out right. if one of them hit. I mean, who knows if it will, but, uh, but I think, man, these dogs have, I think the Garmin's have, have really had more to do with some of these dogs than the, than the blood. I mean, we're we're constantly from a dog's eight or ten months old, he has no time out there to get by with anything. Because yeah. we know we're if he's running a road, yeah. we know if he's running down a ditch barking, you know, or whatever. And we're as people, we're wanting to have a better dog, you yeah. know, and we're going to try to do stuff where I think beforehand, them dogs got by with a lot of stuff and they kind of molded into what they were. Then you kind of polished them into yeah. something, you know.
2: And that that speaks on to longevity too, because in mid nineties to maybe early two thousands, or you know what what I've been around it, those dogs were winning we were six, seven, eight years old, male dogs too. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. they had a chance to be a dog. Yeah, you think of a dog,
1: or the last dominant dog that I think of. uh, before, like, meltdown in them was that rat dog, Triple yeah. Creek Rat. Triple Creek he won the rat. World Hunt. He won the Nationals. That thing won everything. Yeah. He was a dominant dog. He struck good, but the, the thing about him always was under them kings. Yeah. And I would say if you had a Garmin training him now, hey, he I don't know if like that him. dog would have made what he made. Yeah. I mean, there there had to be times where that dog got, got to get by with stuff, yeah. you know. and Even with – uh, Laura here. I mean, there's stuff she does out there I don't like, but even with D, I'm gonna go back to that. I uh, I demand a lot out of a dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I feel like I take as best care of them as I can. And man, when we're out there hunting, I, I'm always on the time. I'm watching yeah. the time. Hey, yep. hunted. I hunted. I remember this. I'm gonna go back to this. We had pro hunting trip home. Hey, a lot of coons down there. Yeah. It's in April every year. Hey, it's good hunting here. I won a pro hunt with D down there, and we hunted six hours. Three, I hunted three casts, two hour cast. She trees one coon per cast. I,
2: I <laughs> yeah. but I won this pro hunt. Yeah,
1: think about that, Josh. Yeah, six hours, three coons.
2: We wouldn't put up with that today.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you really go to thinking about it. That that. If you think about it, a dog ought to have a coon treat every 20, yeah. 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I've thought about that. Yeah. And that doesn't happen very often, but, I mean, I look back and thought of that. Where, like, I want to pro up with Venus in La Plata, Missouri, and I'm going to tell you this, treat four coon of cats. Yeah. Five. Yep. Yeah. It's just different. Yep, yeah, it is. But... <laughs> You know, I don't know. I know that I feel like there is a lot of good dogs out yeah. there. I mean, I've hunted with that Melbourne dog. I, I really like that dog. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a bunch of dogs I've hunted with that are great dogs. And that's kind of probably why you see a lot of different dogs winning. There's still a few that always are yeah. in there collecting, though. You know, people can say, oh, they're at every hunt. Well, hey, everyone they're at, they usually usually in a check, you yeah. know. I mean, they're paying – most of them dogs are paying their
2: own way. A yeah. lot of them are. And it's hard to win at them Pro Classics. It's and it's hard. hard to win at nationals in the world. And it's difficult.
1: It's – you know, you go to a Pro Classic, it, what it is, it's about a concentrated, you know, semifinal or a Friday night yeah. late of a world hunt. I mean, you you're you yeah. congregated in there pretty tight. Yeah. Or the nationals, you know. You get into them late rounds at the Nationals on Friday night. I mean, yeah. there you are. And you yeah. know, them pro classics like me and you drew out, I think, at Sean Woods. Yeah. You had Rain, Wes had Ruby, yeah, and Steve Yan had a little dog. He had that, Jock. That, uh, no, he had the dog called Devil, Devil Ants. Yeah, that's right. That's he, right. He, he did he have a yep. Them guys have, he's out yep. of bone clear. And I ain't going to lie, man, I, I've got that young dog of Allen's, uh, Slider, Homer. You know? And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is, this is, we're going to test yeah. him out. Right? Well, here's
2: the thing, right? I'm thinking the same thing. And here I am with a six year old female, and I've got the world champion, and I've got <laughs> truck hunt winners, and I've got the winningest dog of all time at yes. the time. And I got to beat all of them. And it's like that every hunt. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you draw good dogs.
1: Yeah. And you beat us that night, had, got us yeah. leash locked. I mean, hey. And you won next night. I draw Ruby again, and yep. I thought, "Oh my God, I can't get away yep. from her." And I drew Ruby and Salt, and the dogs, and I mean that are hard to beat, yes. especially at
2: Sean's. And and, and yeah. they're
1: kind of up there. And and like I told Alan, I said, "Man, we're, I'm throwing this dog into the wolves, but yep. hey, he done good. I mean, I I won the next night with
2: him and. Yep. You know that little dog. He's got he didn't a lot. really do anything wrong the night we knew nope, him. He did. You he know didn't. that dog didn't do nothing wrong. He didn't do nothing wrong with the world hunt either. That dog was really busted out there. <laughs> I know it in tough conditions in a place that looked like it had just been. You know, it, it looked like it had been dogged all week, and it was a good spot. Well, I told him, but I them was, coons weren't down. You know, I'm out the
1: world hunt. And I hunted that dog. Let's see here. I hunted him all week because me and you drew yep, him last yep, night. Yep. And I'm like, Alan, I can't believe this dog hadn't gotten in yet. But I said, I haven't caught any breaks, yep. Any nothing. Yep. Well, that night with you, I caught a little bit of a break. He ran yep. and he treated that coon in the yep. people's yard down <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, he did. And, uh, but the late round, he was treed in there 1.6. from And, and I'm going to win this cast, but the other little dog makes a circle tree. Yeah, beats me on. I don't have no circle. Yeah, and we hear him clears the bell one point six yeah. across through there. He, he, he went a little bit too mouth. far. Oh, carrying yeah. mouth. you can you hear, can hear, that, hear little, that dog forever. You can hear
2: that devil forever. Well, he was a mile whenever he treated that that <laughs> damn coon there, and yeah. he, I, it sounded like he was in her hip pocket. Yeah yeah. 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 Well, you got close to him, he wasn't. Didn't sound super loud, but the, you got a long ways. He sounded like he was and right that, there. And too. that's
1: another trait with them Buck Creek dogs. Yep. They got them piercing carrying mouse. You yep. know, you can really hear them. You know,
2: Ron uh first of all i appreciate all the hospitality your mm-hmm. wife's your wife's been great you've been great you let me come down here and record this podcast we're gonna go hunting in a little bit mm-hmm. uh you're one of my best friends and i really appreciate it and the knowledge that you bring to this is <laughs> important too and so i want to make sure do you have anything else to add before we shut this down it's been really great
1: man i've got a lot of guys i i, I was i'm wanting to thank them all yeah and and if I name one, I'll forget 10, you know, yeah. and I mean, most of them know who they are. I mean, I got, you know, a lot of my got. I got a couple of buddies here, Richard Hulls and, you know, Possum and Jace yeah. Lewis. I mean, believe it or not, them guys have spent a lot of time with these dogs. Yeah. All these dogs we've been talking about, they've helped me with them. Yeah. it's hard to do stuff by yourself sometimes. You, you can hunt a dog, but you can't get a lot of training and, Probably not without them guys. I wouldn't have had all the success, you know, that I've been blessed having, you know. And then, you know, you take, I mean, there's a lot of hunters, Leon Sparks, Rick Lynch. There's a bunch of guys that's hauled me around as a kid, you know. And that's probably not easy to do, you know, looking back on it. It's, there ain't a lot of kids anymore that, you know, coon hunting. Here's another thing about it. It's, It's always fun to me, even when it's bad. I'm still, I'm so dumb, I guess. I'm looking at, (laughs) I'm trying to find the most positive thing and then, you know, build from that, you know, even on bad nights. But I I just, I've just been, uh, I'm fascinated with dogs. I I love what, I I love seeing a good dog. I, I don't mind. uh and and I think there's a lot of them out there,
2: you know, yeah. I really do. That's one of the reasons, and I think you feel the same way, that we love those pro classics. Yes. Because we love watching. And I I don't like getting beat any more than you do, yeah. but I love seeing good dogs work. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and that's where they're at right mm-hmm. now. Yep.
1: Yeah. And I tell a lot of guys here that it's – I don't call it fortunate. I mean, they just they, – they, 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 they think one thing. They think, man, I, my dog can't compete, and I'll tell them, hey – all you need to do is pony up and go. Yep. You'd be surprised. You that thing. Be. That thing right there is as good as what we got,
2: you know. Yep, yep. And, and uh, they think these dogs that we're winning all this money with are an end-all, be-all. And you know just as well as I do, they're just dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, they can get beat. And they're, Don't get me wrong, they're good. Yep. They're really good. But there's a lot of guys out there that are also packing good dogs, too, that don't get the opportunity to hunt at the hunts that we get to hunt at. Yeah, you know, I – I hunt. I meet with uh, Alan Stonecipher and
1: Brad Ratten. Mm-hmm. Alan kind of lives in the middle of us, and we meet down there. You know, we try to a bunch, but it doesn't – you know, maybe once a month or yeah. so. But that's when I go measure – try to measure my dogs, because them guys got two world-class dogs. Right. I mean, they don't get to take them a bunch. Yep. But Brad's got Shooter and Alan's got Slider, which, you know, his name was Homer. But And I took Laura Lee down there. I didn't have her too long, and, and she held her – Held yep. her on pretty good with them, you know, and we were talking, you know, if we'd have been in a cast, who knows. I yep. mean, probably, yep. she probably would have lost, but, I mean, she had me in
2: the game. That's all you can ask me. Yeah, especially you know? out of 15 months old Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, Ryan, we're going to wrap it up. Like I said, I can't thank you enough for letting me sit down with you. I sure appreciate it. Yep. It's been really great. Well, I appreciate you um, coming, bud. Yeah, we're going to go tree some coons. We're, we're going to get have, some, something to eat yeah, first. Yeah, we're going to have some supper. It's going to be a good time. But, yep. Okay. We'll close it out here. This is Josh Michaelis with the Houndsman XP Podcast Network, the truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening.